episode 11 of the WNBL show is a go and my co-host this week from the UC Capitals is Gemma Potter. Welcome, G. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to see you. Now, first of all, how are you? Because this week is eight weeks post-op. You did your ACL very sadly. I was going to say tragically. It is a sporting tragedy, (laughs) but... Tragedy is a yeah. big word. Um, it was a sporting tragedy in round one of the WNBL season. How's it all tracking? It's good. It's getting there slowly but surely. Um, I think this time is a bit easier just because I know exactly what I have to do to get back. And I think, you know, you can never mentally prepare for this to happen. But I think definitely just knowing what I have to do in each little step, I kind of remember what it was like. So mm. I have something to compare against, whether I'm doing it right, wrong. Yeah, just little progressions. So have you been tracking? Like are you – do you think you're a bit ahead? Are you on par from last time? Oh, yeah. I think (laughs) – You'll say yes. Yeah, you can try but you never want to jeopardise yourself in the long run. So, you you know, you push the boundaries little bits, little bits, but you never really know what boundaries you're pushing could lead to something bigger or worse. So you try and stick within the limits. 12 months is a long time so I will push for that, you know, that nine, ten-month mark again which I'm hoping for, so not too long away. So again is the word because you have done it before. Um, You're part of a club that you don't want to be a part of, but it is a very exclusive club where star-studded names, (laughs) Christy Wallace, Beck Cole, you're in there now as well. Um, Tell us a bit about the timeline of when you did the first one, got back ahead of the WNBL return in round one of this season. So I did my first one in June sorry, May of 2021. Um, Yeah, that was devastating at my last 20 nationals representing Victoria, which I've done my whole junior career. So then doing that was devastating. You know, I'd never expect to do it, but did it, got back on the road to recovery pretty quickly. Um, Lucky for me, I actually had COVID. Everyone else was shut down, but because we were able to get those exemptions, I was able to do gym, go on court. So I progressed as, not as well as I thought, like I progressed, sorry, better than I thought I would because mm. I was able to, you know, go into the gym and go to the courts and stuff. So doing that and I started playing, I think, nine and a half months, maybe the 10-month mark and, you know, being back on court felt as good as you thought it would. Um, yeah, it's kind of a weight lifted off your shoulder and it takes a couple games just to forget you did a knee and I don't think it actually was probably until maybe three quarters of the NBA one season where I wasn't stepping off the court kind of just being thankful that I didn't do my knee again and finally got past that point and unfortunately did do it again. But, yeah, playing was awesome. I got that one NBL one season behind me and then went into preseason and, yeah, all the balls were rolling. It was all going really well and unfortunately did do again round one, which it happens at sport, but, yeah. So Dandenong Rangers is where you were playing NBL one with M. Whittle Harmon, who is your teammate at Caps. And you didn't just get back. You were playing so well. You were winning games, like literally winning (laughs) games. How many buzzer beaters, how many games did you win off your own hand this season? Because the NBL1 socials were just blowing up (laughs) with you (laughs) winning games for them. Just two. Just the two. It was the two, but they just were flukes. Yeah. Okay. They weren't. I'm calling them flukes because they were. I they disagree with that. But it gave you great confidence. I remember talking when we, we did that story for ESPN about um, you'd come off after playing and realise you hadn't thought about your knee during games and then had a great preseason, really had big, big raps and hopes for you this season. Round one, it happens in the first quarter. Yeah. How did it happen? 
Oh, I just, you know, I just remember Britt, the whole of preseason, she was telling us, like us wing players, you know, I don't want to dribble the ball up the court. So if you run, I'll pass. And of course, me and my game is running. So I was like, okay, this works for both of us. Just running the lane. Um, we were actually doing like doing really well against Bendigo. You know, we weren't down. We were holding with them and it kind of looked positive. I think, you know, didn't know where the game could have gone. But yeah, I was just running, caught the ball, went to do a layup, kind of took off. And then I remember just being in the air looking down. And I was like, there is absolutely no space for me to land. I just, I think going down, I was like, I can't land on Kals. So I'm going to go around and I, you know, awkward landing. Mm. It was just an awkward landing, which I think is probably better for my mindset. I think it was a freak accident. It wasn't my body giving out on me. It was my other leg. Other knee. I trust my surgeon, trust the rehab that I did. So there's positives and the negatives, but yeah, no, I'm not happy it happened, but happy the way it did happen. Mm. You knew straight away. 100%. Yeah. Um, So a face hovers above you after doing it. One of your great baits, Victorian representative, Cap's teammate Jade Melbourne and this is not the first time that she's been in the vicinity when it's happened. Yeah, unfortunate for Jade. I think she cops it, you know, she the emotional toll, she takes half of it off me as soon as it happened. But, yeah, she was there in the Vic state team. It was our second year where Vic and country combined, so we'd always been against each other, our whole juniors, and then for the last two years we got to join and be, you know, be with each other. So that was great. Um yeah, and having her there, it was actually the one tournament my parents didn't fly up to be at nationals. So she wasn't definitely wasn't a parent, but she was the best friend that I needed to have there um, up in Townsville. And then, sorry, Mackay. Um, yeah, and then, of course, she was there the second time. And then it's like she went out in sympathy for you the following week because then she gets injured and you're both. I don't think I breathed for 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most frightening thing of my life. I went down and. I think anyone that knows Jade, she's not staying down. It's get up, go, go, go. And when she stayed down, I was like, oh, I can't watch this. And then the no replay. So I was just sitting there watching, trying to watch the, you know, watch the game go and seeing if I actually wanted Townsville go down there and just so I could, the camera could move and I could see See what she was doing. But now she hobbled off and just a little tweaked ankle. She was back. It's a frightening feeling where it happens. Rachel Jerry is my best friend and she's had, some awful concussions during her career and it is just that sick feeling. Um, She's had knee injuries too, but the concussions have been, you know, the most concerning. It is just the pit of your stomach, like it just drops, doesn't it? I think because you see, you know, Jade's probably seen me at my lowest point both on and off the court. So I think, you know, you don't ever want to see someone in that state, especially someone that you call a best friend. So I think knowing that if it was... You know, any injury it could make someone go to that lower state. So never, you never want to see someone in that. So NBL one, will that sort of be the goal to get back for the latter end of that season? Mm, More could. WNBL? Yeah, hopefully yeah. WNBL. I think I'll join an NBL one team. Obviously not like properly or anything, mm. but just progress back. Obviously, it's going to be a very slow progress, and just being with you know finding that core people that you trust and they know how you play and you know how they play. Just so it is just progressing back um, nicely, but. We'll join a team and see where it goes. Probably won't suit up, just no kind of point, I think. Well, it's going to yeah. be this year. This is the great part of the new year ticking year. over. You're going to be back this year. This year. Um, 
So glad the recovery is on track. Well, Gemma, let's talk about the Caps. The story of WNBL 23 so far is that unfortunately Canberra are winless today, but there's plenty of stories within the story and there's lots of good ones there. So let's focus on some of the positives. Um, We spoke about Jade earlier. Obviously, Jade's leadership's gone to another level this season. So that's been a real highlight. Yeah, I think Jade was a part of our leadership group. We decided at the start of the season not to have captains and, you know, have a group just so we could have different voices from everyone in the team. And I think Jade's taken that with both hands and she's, I think, going to be captain of Australia one day. And yeah, I think her leading the group the way she is both on and off the court this season um, goes to show who she is as a person and a player, I guess. Someone who's having a breakout season is Shanice Swain. Now she got her opportunity in the starting five with you and then Jade injured and she's really taken that, you know, speaking of both hands, she's done that too. Um, What's impressed you most about the way Shanice has been playing? I think Shanice is one of those players, not a confidence player, but she'll be a bit shy before, you know, she really get like, you know, grounds her feet to see where she is and her role in the team. And I think me going down, I'm, so happy that she's, you know, the one that's been able to take the opportunity that she's got and she's flourished in that position. So what she's doing for the Caps is amazing and she's been consistent with it since that position has been hers. So, yeah, she's awesome. I think it's going to just her first season. Last season she was injured and this is her mm. first real season in the league and, you know, it's nearly an Izzy Borlay story where she's putting up those numbers consistently. So she's going to be great. Because she did get some opportunities, didn't she, late last season and she showed a bit under Paul Goris and then obviously opportunities come knocking this season and, and she's just flourished. What about Nicole Munger? Because mm-hmm. I love this story so much. We know what she did at Newcastle and NBL One, hangs around in Australia again. It's a story about opportunity and being ready to go and she's been one of the best stories and best performers for the Caps since they signed her as an import. I mean, 50 points in NBL One is insane and I don't think that will happen very often, but yeah, and for her to stay, and I think it goes to show that she knows what she's able to do and it was just waiting for an opportunity and she shows that on the court. She's so confident within herself of what she can do and it just gives, I think, the whole team confidence that she has the ball, great things are going to happen. She's playing defence, great things are going to happen. It's mm. definitely, she's not just a one-sided player. She's got offence and defence and, yeah, she does awesome in both for us. So you're in Melbourne at the moment but you've been back in Canberra after your surgery and you're going back next week and, um, again, after your injury you spoke so much about just wanting to be around the group and the, and the girls because that's how great they are and, and what they mean to you. What um, has the message been from Veely? Again, a first-year coach, it's been tough circumstances, not getting that win yet but getting so close in a lot of games. How's she managed to keep the team up and the morale high? I think she doesn't really have to say it. I think, you know, we all know that it's not lack of effort as such. It's not that at all. I think anyone watching the games would be able to tell you that. Um, And the team sticking together, there's no one turning heads on each other or anything like that. So I think that also goes to show what Billy has been able to create in Canberra in her first year as a coach. Um, It'll come. I think each game they're getting better and better um, in the little things that they're doing each week, which I think goes to show a lot. They're learning and they're staying consistent with what they're doing that week and then something else, you know, review that game and then, you know, add a little bit better and each game Mm. is getting more consistent with the things that they're working on. So I think just being a bit more disciplined in the third and fourth quarters, we've stayed with some of the top teams until that halftime mark, you know, games, 
you wish that we could have closed out and then, you know, a little time, a little lapse happens and unfortunately we can't close it out, but we're so close to getting that win and I can't wait for it. Do you reckon there's one that like is the one, like the one that got away? Cause like we, we look at, you know, who you've played and you've come, as you said, close to some of the top teams. Like remember early in the season at, at Parkville, yeah. you came from a, double digit margin to take it up to the boomers like there's been some great efforts especially against the top informed mm-hmm. sides is there one that stands out like oh that was that was one that got away I think the perth game hurt yeah that hurt yeah i, I wasn't Before even christmas playing. yeah yep. and i that locker room after you know the girls give it their all and i remember swaggy actually saying because you know some of the girls were just so down themselves because like, what more can we do and i think it is just, she said, like, we're so lucky that we have something to care about this much where it hurts. And I, you know, I think that kind of put it into perspective that it is a game and we're so close, but some people don't get the opportunity to feel the emotions that we feel mm. after games and coming that close. So to see the girls feel those emotions, it's definitely coming and, you know, you don't play basketball wanting to lose. So they're doing everything they can every day to and get that win. Just finally on the caps. How great have the crowd been? We know like the Cap supporters, like some of the longest supporters in the league, they're so passionate, so loyal. They always fill out the joy and it doesn't matter where you are on the ladder, but they have stuck with you. And yeah, I was up there for that game against Perth and and they were just terrific that night. I thought they were nearly going to get you over the line. They were feeding off Jade. Jade was feeding off them. They've been sensational. Yeah, they are definitely a six man for us. Um they are amazing and I think we have actual connect like we have connections with our fans and you know we have the ones that Maya are, yeah we know Maya but yeah. you know we'll go up and get her before any of the other crowds allowed on and she'll kind of do our warm down and stuff with us so we have connections with our fans and kind of wouldn't even call them fans it's kind of friends at this yeah. point but yeah they're awesome I think you know we filled out the stadium and got over a thousand people to last game so I think it goes to show what we're building there and it's going to be amazing when we can get the win oh, for them as well. The roof is going to just fly off that place, it isn't explode. it? And it's going to be a home game. We're putting it out to the universe. It'll be a home game be, when you get the win. away game, I think we'll, take we that will still blow the roof off <laughs> any stadium that we're in. Let's take both. If you're home, if you're away, finish off the year. Yeah, um, let's wrap up the round that was because it was massive. It all started last Wednesday um, with the second leg of the Michelle Timms Cup. And we were looking forward to such an incredible contest between the Melbourne Boomers and Southside Flyers at Parkville. And it was our very own Sarah Blitzarves who she blew the roof off the place and she silenced 3,000 fans, which a lot of them were Boomers in there, with um, a career-high 41 points at 88% from the field. Have you be a long time since you've seen anything like that? It's insane. Like, I don't think, you know, basketball players would probably understand, but I don't think fans watching at home can kind of grasp what exactly that means. And, you know, we said it before, young kids are saying she doesn't miss. Like, yeah. It actually was that to a T. Yeah. She did not miss. I think it was after half time she missed her first shot. It was just, it was incredible. And being there sideline, like she silenced what was a majority home crowd. There were a lot of flies there and the flies bench made yeah. enough noise, but it was incredible. Her previous high was 38 points and that was in 2016 um, playing for Downing Nong against SEQ. 
in an elimination final. They don't even exist anymore. Um, And she was one point off her mum's career best. And, of course, her mum, Karen Blitzarves, was the inaugural MVP of the WNBL. She actually won the first two MVPs. Isn't that so cool? That's so cool. She was there that night. Steph was there, her sister-in-law, Chris, um, and the fam certainly loved what they saw. But um, it was... It was. A, we'll talk about Southside's weekend, but I mean that was a resounding performance from the Flyers, led by Sarah. I mean they had other contributors, but they um was, they did a number on the Boomers. Yeah, that was unreal. I think watching at home, you know, there was times you're like, okay, love her, and I really do like do wish that she keeps shooting this way. But is it going to turn? But it never turned. No. <laughs> she just kept going and going, and it's great. It's great to see, you know, that performance. Let's put it into perspective because still the highest scoring game in the WNBL is by Belinda Snell and that was 54 points in 2005. So she was um, still a few off Snelly, Sarah, but um, I think the list's up on socials now and it's an incredible, you know, who's who to have mm-hmm. games like that. So, yeah, 41 points from Blicky in game 251 was incredible. Let's have a look at Adelaide and we're going to talk to their skipper, Steph Talbot, a little bit later. 93 to 68 winners over Townsville. This was a bit of a surprise for me, um, the result, but Adelaide got reward for really the form that they've been showing all season and, and they were led by Izzy Borlase. Yeah, isn't that great? Um, I think I wasn't shocked because I think I know what Adelaide was capable of and you kind of saw it each game they were getting closer and closer and they were, you know, fixing the things that kind of maybe lost them games previously and they were getting so consistent playing out the full game and I think they showed that and to see Izzy Borlase do her thing and do it so well. Great. You talked about Jade being future Opals captain. What do you think is Izzy's future? We know it'll be an Opal, but what can she achieve in the future? I think anything she puts her mind to, honestly, at this point to have, you know, a season like this where she's kind of taken her opportunity and then probably surpassed what she thought was going to be her opportunity and yeah, doing so well at it. One of the great stories of this WNBL 23 season. Steph Talbot had 11 rebounds and 10 assists. A bit of an unusual double-double for her, just the three fo- three points, but she's been so consistent coming off a FIBA Women's World Cup. As I said, we'll talk to her a bit later, but let's continue on with Southside because they were really the story of the round. And I don't think anyone saw this coming. They hammered Bendigo Spirit, who'd only lost one game previously to the Flyers, by 46 points. What were your thoughts watching this game? Insane? I, you mentioned insane before. Insane, maybe times 100. <laughs> I just, it was. It was a game you never really saw happening. It was, I definitely thought it was going to be a close game, potentially over time. In my, I, you know, you probably couldn't pick a winner before that game. I wouldn't. And then to see that performance was something I was not expecting. Some of the stats, stats and figures and facts out of this game, for me, 49 points off the bench. Yeah. I mean, that would have to be up there with WNBL records too. And their bench, I mean, it's it's basically a WNBL or second team. So we're talking Monique Conti, who was on the show last week, Carly Ernst, who um, has the highest three-point percentage in the league, shot really well last week. Um, 
they've had different changes. You know, Abby Bishop's come off the bench at different yeah. stages. Um, the DPs all got on and most of them scored. Um, they had seven players in double digits led by Kayla Thornton, who has proved to be, you know, a stud import with 23 points. And Maddie Rochi played a terrific game, didn't she? You would have, as a former teammate of Maddie, she's been in some great form the last few weeks. She has, and I think she's making a career of making people uncomfortable, which yes. <laughs> kudos to her to be able to do that. Um, I think it's a crazy stat that everyone scored except for Sarah. Yeah, I know. I, it is insane, and I think that that just kind of goes to show the level of depth that they have, that she can – win them a game yeah. on Wednesday night and then it comes to this game and she just lets her team do her thing and I think that shows to the yeah, the team that they have. And typical Sarah just laughed it off. But I love I actually love that stat because there's been a lot of knockers for yeah. Southside and fair enough, you know, they've got a star started team and they are deep. But that's the decision they made, like to go deep with that yeah. roster. And I think a lot of people thought when they hit their straps it's going to be something else. And I think we saw at the weekend, if they play like that, I'm not sure anyone can go with them, um, but it proves that they can have someone bob up and have 41 in a game and they can beat, you know, the previous, the team that's only lost one game previously by 46 and that player doesn't get on the stat sheet. Yeah, I think it's a credit to Cheryl and the system that she's put in because, you know, having a star-sided team, sometimes, you know, people say it backfires and it's going to blow up, but it's done the complete opposite and I think they've all gelled so well with the system that she's put in and she's able to showcase someone different each game mm. and if someone's not having the game, someone comes off the bench and does it for them. So, yeah, crazy. It's a nice gig, that Southside job, but it's also probably the hardest gig in the league because when you've got a team like that and you're stacked, the pressure is on you more than anyone else. Pressure's on, but I think they just go out and play basketball. Like by the end of that game, I was it, smiling at home watching yeah. them smiling, having fun. And so I think you play fun. your best basketball when you're having fun. And yeah. that showed. Absolutely. Let's look at Townsville now because they bounce back from their defeat to Adelaide with a road win over your caps. Lauren Nicholson with 22 points. Um, Tiana Hawkins averaged a double-double of 16 and 10 across the weekend. And then for the caps, two players we've spoken about, Jade Melbourne and Shanice, 19 and 17 points respectively. Again, this was another game where the caps got really close, but Townsville, um, I mean, they just, they know how to win and that was yeah. that was the case. Right now, the caps don't know how to sort of close out that game and win it. Um, how did you see this one? Yeah, I think that was kind of it summed up. I think, you know, it was so close up until half time, and then I think Loz kind of probably had enough of it and she kind of, yeah, showed out in the second half. But it was, I think, just the Caps, you know, just finishing out the game and I think it would have been a complete different result or even close, just close to that. Going to be hard to stop. They're in the four, but when Townsville have... Nicholson and Reid both firing and Nicholson's back to sort of career best form. Yeah. It, it's going to be hard, whoever yeah. whoever you come up I think against. it's kind of the same thing, maybe with a bit less depth as Southside, but mm. one guard for another guard, big for another big. It's kind of someone just subbing it and Z's come back now yeah. and to see her back, but she's only going to get better as the season goes on after her angle, which That's- is... Insane. That is a huge – I was so happy you talked about smiling during the Southside yeah. game when I saw her suited up for that first game in Adelaide. It just brought a smile to my face. That We can't underestimate how big an in that is. And as you said, she's going to get better and better as she gets game time yeah. under her belt. But she broke her foot dunking in the warm-up in the round warm-up. two. It was against Caps. It was in round yeah. two. Like, first of all, we need you to be back fit and healthy, Z, and that's the main thing. But 
that girl's going to dunk in this league one day. I know. Excited for it. But yeah, I think to her have to have her back and more rotations in the big spot for Townsville is priceless. So I think, yeah, be good to see what they can do. Let's keep talking about bigs because it was the princess of Bender, Lauren Scherf, on fire against Sydney. Well, she put out the flames because she was burning it up herself, 33 points, 13 of 22 from the field, 14 boards and four assists. She had 27 at halftime. Um, again, we talk about smiling. I yeah. just could not contain my grin watching Sherfy. How wonderful is it to see a player just playing full on confidence? Because she's been around the league a long time, but she's having a hell of a career at Perth. Last season under Ryan Patrick in a grand final season and now again. I think it is confidence and she's had, you know, consistent basketball for years now. And I think that's kind of giving her that confidence, you know, playing NBL one, going back to WNBL, NBL one, kind of that rotation. Tom I think, games. yeah, just mm. being able to play basketball all year round, and it's shown that she can do basically whatever she wants to do because that's what she did against Sydney. She was getting the ball on the three, shooting in the post. I was like, no way. Yeah, goes in. I just by the end you weren't down here nah. when she got the ball. It was, oh. yeah. Guaranteed two or three points. It was so great. She is the princess of Bender, the way she is playing. Now, I've got to get this in, Sherfy, because we had um, the season launch, obviously, before the season, and we did some content that day. One of the questions that we were given to ask the players was about whether you want a triple-double or to score over 30. Now, everyone said a triple, except Sherfy. (laughs) Sherfy just wanted over 30, although she's been flirting with triples. Yeah. All season long, Um, but she got her 33 points, definitely um, by far a career best. Shyla Hill did her best um, for the Flames with 16, 9 and 5, speaking of flirting with triples. And then finally, um, this game, there was so much on the line. We'd been looking forward to it all season. The first time Melbourne was playing Bendigo on for the season, it was on Bendigo's own court, but it just had a bit of a different feeling after the way the round started because they'd both been defeated by an on- um, fire Southside and it was the Boomers that were able to get the win and maintain their, their spot at the top of the ladder. Wally leading the way for the Boomers as she does most weeks with 23-7 and 6 and 3 steals. Kayla George 20-11 and 6. What did you take out of this one given both you know had their tails between their legs after heavy losses? I think you never kind of know how a team's going to bounce back for a loss and it was probably as you know a game that they haven't kind of thought they were going to have to be in that position of coming back from a loss and then that other team coming back from another loss. So they both have something to prove, but they want to get back to the form that they know they can be in. So it was great. It was actually a great game of basketball. Game. And yeah, to watch it was, they both did what they needed to do to try and win. I think Boomers just kind of came out, mm. came home with it at the yeah. end. And their fast finishes, the Boomers, because we know they've come from a lot of deficits um, and they did that even against you early in the season to win games. So they finished the weekend with a bit of confidence after squaring their weekend. But Bendigo, I'd be so interested to know the discussions, you know, after the game, how they start this week looking at another big weekend. I guess you've just got to put it behind you. I'm sure there's not too much looking at tape and reflecting. You've just got to put that to the side and, and move on and get back to you know, the basketball that saw them start the season um, with an undefeated run. Yeah, I think they obviously know what they're capable of because the start of the season, they were the team to beat and probably still are the team to beat. Um, I don't think they're ever going to lose a game by 46 points again. I don't don't think any of those people on that team will allow that to happen. But yeah, you just put it behind you and look forward to the next round. I think they were probably, I know Kennedy probably had his words to the team and then 
they all wanted to forget those games and move on to uh, wait while they have caps. So yeah. Hopefully. Well, I I'm I sorry, know, but, but I don't want to be playing. I don't no. want to be playing Bendigo this week, especially with and the senior season. It will preview the upcoming round shortly. But back in Canberra. Yep. KG and Cali coming yep. off a weekend like that. It's everything set up. Um, we'll talk about that yep. shortly in the preview, but now in the WNBL show, it's time to catch up with this week's special guest. Well, Steph Talbot is one of the absolute superstars of world basketball, and we're very lucky to have her as captain of the Adelaide Lightning, and she joins us this week after a massive win. Hello, Stelbert. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? We're very good. It was an almighty win over the fire at the weekend. Um, I'm sure it was a very good feeling after that W. Yeah, definitely. I think we needed that one just, you know, keep our, our hopes up and our season rolling a little bit. How much confidence has it given you beating Southside and now Townsville, another top four side? We know that you came heartbreakingly close to the Boomers a couple of times. You've already closed out that series. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of a morale boost to get a couple of wins over top four teams. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we have only lost one game by more than um, 10 points. So we know we're so close to being around the mark. We just have a few things we need to clean up and we're right there with the top team. So, yeah, getting those wins is a big help. You had a double-double at the weekend, 11 rebounds and 10 assists, just the three points. Um, is that the first time you've recorded a double-double like that? I think it probably is, yeah. It's not the normal way to get a double-double, but I'll take it. Speaking of big numbers this season, Izzy Borlace is having a hell of a season. It's not her um, debut season as such, but, my goodness, what is it like captaining her and playing on the same team as her. Yeah, she's unreal. She's obviously young and have a lot to learn, but the way she plays with no fear and can get to the rack with ease is super impressive and she's going to be one to watch for sure. So we've been so impressed by what she's producing on court in terms of her stats, her composure, but as her captain, what can you tell us about her that is equally impressive that we mightn't know? I feel like you could probably guess this, but she's just one of those people that's good at everything, everything she tries. Like we played, you know, a game of soccer pre-training and she's good at it or like we go over surf and she's good at swimming or surfing or in the waves. It's just like one of those annoying people. A bit like yourself, Stelbs. You're not bad at bit of everything as well. Um, Nat Hurst's first season as head coach of Adelaide, having been your assistant for the last two seasons. Have you seen her grow as coach over the length of the season so far? Yeah, she's a bit the same. She's a first-year head coach and she's learning on the go, but we all love her and she she acknowledges when she makes mistakes and she learns from them and um, I think everybody really respects her. So she's going to have a a long career, I think, as a coach. She was talking about when I did an interview with her for ESPN about how when she was offered the job, she called you and really wanted your blessing and you gave gave her a big thumbs up, a big tick. Um, what was it that um, gave you the confidence for her to accept that job and, and why were you happy to continue playing under her at Adelaide? Yeah, I mean, she was assistant here for those two years before and I just loved working with her. her her IQ is insane I love picking her brain and I love the style of play that she wants to play so I think it was 
an easy yes for me. So I don't, I'm not sure why she felt the need to ask me, but it was an easy decision. Let's talk about Lauren Mansfield. She's having an incredible season back home in South Australia. How much um, happiness has it brought you seeing her just flourish back home for the Lightning? Yeah, Loz has been unreal. I um, We played together when we were young, I think when she was just out of college and I was in my rookie years back here in Adelaide. And it's crazy to see like our paths have gone different ways and we've ended up back here together and um, she's playing really good basketball. Let's talk about the Women's World Cup. It's a few months after the fact now, the rose, gold, uh, bronze medal win up in Sydney. You're also part of the All-Star Five. Amongst this, what's been a hectic 12 months of basketball for you, have you had time to reflect on that incredible couple of weeks in Sydney? Yeah, I think sometimes that's the downfall of being a woman basketballer. We're just always moving on to the next thing. But, yeah, I definitely had some time to you know, look at it. And it was a really good experience for me. I loved the girls. I loved playing on home soil for our country. And obviously the outcome was good as well. What about how you juggle everything? Because just last year, you know, you finished the WNBL season to start 2022 over to the WNBA. You're in finals, so you don't know when you're going to get back here to be part of preparations for the World Cup. World Cup straight into another WNBL season. How do you... um keep everything balanced and how do you keep your own cup full I guess mentally when you've got such a hectic international schedule? Yeah um, it was it was a tough year I think I was actually super anxious about you know the WNBA season um, going into finals interrupting the World Cup if we were to if we were to win that semi-final series we possibly could have missed a couple games of the World Cup and that made me a little bit anxious but I guess you just learn to kind of go day by day, week by week and not look too far ahead. But personally, I, I guess I'm a pretty chill person. I like to step away and do things that I enjoy, get outside, go to the beach, spend time with the people I love and just try to find a balance, I guess. So, How important is playing here in Australia in the WNBL for your home team over summer because you are able to sort of refresh, do the things you just mentioned, and I'm sure that has an influence when you're back on court. Yeah, 100%. I think um, being back in Adelaide um, at home with my friends, my family and my partner um, is a big part of why, why I'm able to do what I do, you know, play all year round and go back to back and um, I'm grateful that I can do that, I guess. Yeah. So you've got two big games coming up this weekend. You've got Sydney and Bendigo. I want to ask you about the spirit. What are you expecting from them after a bit of a thud back to earth last round where they were hammered by the Flyers and then defeated by the Boomers? Yeah. I mean, I, they're a good team. They have a lot of good players. I think they're going to bounce back, um, um, they have some players that will step up, so they're going to be all guns blazing at us, I think. But um, we've had a couple of good con contests with them before, so um, we'll learn from them as well and we'll be coming at them as well. So I think it should be a good game. So you've come close to the Boomers, you've beat the Flyers and Townsville and you've got Bendigo this weekend, so that's the current top four. Who do you reckon's the best team in it at the moment? Based on the last two weeks of games, I'm going to say Southside. I just think especially these last two or three games, they've really come into their own and they're playing really well. Um, so they would be my tip at the moment. 
Stelbs, it's been great to chat to you. Loving your work in that of the Adelaide Lightning. And um, good, le- good luck this weekend. You've got two massive games as you continue to push for a spot in the top four yourselves. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. Round 10 of the Signet WNBL tips off on Wednesday night. It's the UC Capitals hosting the Bendigo Spirit at the National Convention Centre. I'm a bit jealous I won't be there because I do love the Caps home at crowds. Um, we were talking about Bendigo a bit earlier. It's a challenge every week in this league, but Canberra are going to know that Bendigo um, has got a lot to prove um, and rebound from this weekend. Um, how can the Caps make this go the distance? I think it is just treating it the same as any other game and, you know, they're not the ones that lost by 46 points the previous round, so they don't kind of have that feeling mm. on their backs. But, yeah, they'll treat it as every other game and they would have watched the game to know, you know, what Southside did to get that lead and hopefully they can do some of the same stuff. Looking forward to the matchup um, between former teammates, Jade Melbourne and Kelly Wilson, the master and the apprentice. Yes. That's going to be worth turning up for. It is unreal and I don't know who the crowd likes more because... That's so true. I'm actually not sure because last time Kelly and KG came back, it was a bit of a louder clap than probably we got for us. So so true. It will be good though. They're both amazing players. You know like when you watch tennis and it's like going back and forth, it's going to be like that as a Caps fan and clapping both ends. I know, probably forget. I know when KG definitely, when last time she came, I think, you know, she got the KG 23 introduction. The chat. Not the champ, oh, but the introduction. introduction. I was like, yeah. Right. It would have been a standing ovation. Yeah, yeah, we all love KG23. All this, yeah. So that's the game that kicks us off uh, Wednesday night on ESPN, the UC Caps and the Bendigo Spirit. Moving on to Thursday now, Adelaide hosts Sydney at the Adelaide 36ers Arena. This is going to be an interesting one. We spoke to Stelbert a bit earlier. So Adelaide have got a bit of a pep in their step after taking another scalp. Um, Sydney's certainly been a, a big improver. They've only got the three wins, obviously, over the Caps. Sorry to rub it in, but um, they've been making big strides. How do you see this one unfolding? Yeah, again, good game. I think Adelaide may come up with it. Mm. Just, you know, they do have that kind of backing and not validation, but they know what they do works. And I think they're just going to keep rolling for the rest of the season. I think they're going to be playing the great basketball that they know and we all know that they can play in. Sydney, I think you know, every game they are getting better and mm. they're showing that Perth was a close game. I think up until half and up until probably Sherfy started doing her the thing, but show. it did. She did her Sherf show, but yeah, I think Adelaide may get that one. And Adelaide have obviously readjusted too after parting ways with Kirsten Bell, but they've still got Jacinta Munro and she's so long, so athletic, so experienced. And I think maybe she is going to come out on top because we know Sydney aren't huge, you know, yeah. in that department. Whereas yeah. Munro's had a good couple of weeks after missing that game against Bendigo with um, a rolled ankle. Moving on to Friday night, it's Perth and Southside in Perth. This is going to be super interesting too um, because Scherf and Al Jay had a good battle last yeah. time in Perth. Um, can they go round two in this one? Can Sherfy take the honours? Oh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah. I think it's going to be tough yeah. for her, isn't it? it? Is. Because um, as we talked about the depth of Southside, they are so big. So Jay goes off. You have Abby comes bitch. in. You have Ernst coming in. There's yep. just Thornton, you know, can play. Well, yeah, she's strong enough to do yep. whatever she wants on the yep. court. So, yeah, I think Southside for that one, potentially. Yep. I think they're rolling and they've 
all gears are in motion. Yeah. They're, they're going. But Perth have been improving too and they're going to definitely be set for a major scalp on their home court. 100%. Here, let's move on to Saturday and we are on a road trip to the Gippsland yep. Regional Indoor Sports Stadium, a.k.a. the home turf of Jade Melbourne mm-hmm. as the Boomers host the Cats. This game was meant to be last year too, but unfortunately it was caught up on the day because of COVID protocols. Um, this is going to be a cracker. Can Jade produce an all-time performance to get the Caps over the line in her hometown? Again, I don't know who the crowd's going to be bigger for. <laughs> so true. I know last game she had to bring a Terrelgan uniform because they were doing a little photo shoot. That's right. And she was promoting it. I was like, I don't know if you have to promote it, but yeah, yeah, she'll definitely get the crowd going and not sure who's going to, they're going to chill out for, but. No issues with ticket sales down there. (laughs) No way. uh, For the Jade Melbourne Showcase at the Gippsland Regional Indoor Sports Stadium. Love seeing WNBL going to regional areas. Of course, we had Adelaide and Bendigo playing Mildura at the end of last year, which was fantastic. Speaking of Adelaide, their second game of the weekend is against Bendigo, um, we spoke to Stelbert. Now they've beaten the Flyers and they've beaten Townsville. They're going to really set themselves to get Bendigo here um, and they can say that they've beaten three of the top four teams. I think that's something pretty impressive to say, especially someone that's not in the top four. Um, yeah, it is pretty impressive. And then she also said that they haven't lost a game by more than 10 points. Mm. So they'll be looking to get another win and they've both got previous games in the round yep. before that. So I think depending on how those games go, probably be the decider of how these go. Yeah, this is going to be a super close one, that's for sure. And then on Sunday, we finish off with um, a battle of the heat. It's Sydney and Townsville, the Flames and the Fire at Kudos Bank Arena. Again, um, second games, oh, second game of the weekend for Sydney. Townsville fresh after um, a road weekend the round before. So do you think that being fresh can be the key to this game? Townsville on the road to Sydney, can they get the win on away turf? I think they can. I think the freshness will definitely, you know, you don't never want to use excuses in the mm. game, but I think having just that one game the round and it being at the end of the round as well will definitely help them just with the rotations that they need to have. Always love fire and the flames. So many puns, so many emojis, yep. so many things that we can have fun with. Give us your best one. Um, oh, I'll tweet it. It's definitely emojis, yeah. Fire and flames, puns. I'll save it for the weekend. Right. You know where to find me, guys. Right. Thanks for putting me under Waiting the Waiting patiently. <laughs> Waiting patiently. Although I did have a good weekend of content because I'm sure the people that were watching saw there was highlights of plenty in the Southside Bendigo game, none more so than Alicia Froling um, giving a bit of an AFLW-style hip and shoulder to Kayla Thornton. And what followed? Well, it could have nearly broken out. Um, that was one of my highlights of the weekend. I had a lot of fun with that clip. I was walking inside as it happened no. from, from my room and, again, no replay. Oh. What is happening? So then your story. Yes. Slow-mo. I was holding yeah. it down. I was like, <laughs> which, which one? What happened? Well, yeah. I was enjoying the both music. of them, yeah. actually. The first one I did um, was when when the elderly old man in the street tells me that my dog's ugly, as in Afrol being the teller of that comment and me being Kayla Thornton. I feel like that's an exact thing. And that has happened. It's had true. Happen yeah, it did. It was very specific and it did happen. But we yeah. all, you know, it's, it's a lot of passion and heat in these, in these games and we love to him. see it. Just like that. Oh, well, we've never started. He's tried to speak to me again. And of of course, I've never acknowledged his presence. But um, we all had a bit of fun with that. April had a laugh. And um, anyway, that's what 
you know, we get in a very physical league like this. It is. Um, now, good luck to you when you get back up to Canberra with you. with you girls, but two big games this weekend. Hopefully it's the weekend that the Caps break through. The roof is coming off, the as roof. we said previously. The R-E-U-F. Not anymore. I wish. No. <laughs> Not anymore. We should, we should use – we should have used that for flames and fire. We'll just roof, put that in. The roof, the R-U-E-F is going to – Come on. Tell him that she has to have a good game just so you can use that. Okay, Michaela Roof, we're coming for you. (laughs) Gem, thanks for joining us. Good luck with your continued recovery and um, enjoy being back with your Cats fam. Thanks for having me. Thank Thank you. you.